Hi guys. Okay. So before we get into the episode, I want to give you an update on what's going on with Harmony's war cry. She will be no more. Coming January 2020, I'm excited to say Harmony's War Cry will have evolved into a whole new program. So my passion and my desire to help you navigate your life with real and raw stories are going to evolve into interviews and collaborations with awesome podcasters and coaches. So hold tight, bear with, and watch and see how Harmony's War Cry evolves in the coming year. Enjoy the episode. Hi guys, welcome to Harmony's War Cry, where twice a month we talk about what sparks you. We talk about sex, love, career, your passions, style, and everything in between. Now my goal here is to help you find your inner adventurer and help you live vividly. So let's chase that spark. Hi guys, it's Harmony at Harmony's War Cry. This is episode number 75 and I am here with an awesome, awesome guest. I'm so, I've been looking forward to this for a very long time, this having this particular person on. She's choosing to go on anonymously because we're going to be getting into some nitty gritty shit. So she has just graduated from a four year university in Florida. So she's coming at us as a 21 year old, dating, getting into the real world, being in a sorority, being in college. And she's going to talk to us about sex and dating and all of the things that go along with that. And I think she's got a couple little surprises. So welcome, Anonymous One. Thank you. Hi. It's Hi. good to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited. I've been wanting you on for a while. Yes. Well, so, the time has come. <laughs> yes, the time has come. I know the time. Everybody's busy. Everybody's got a lot going on. And I know you are just being back from college. You're doing a really awesome thing towards your career so you stay busy, but I know you've got a really awesome angle at how you want to look, how you see the world, how the world looks to you, vice versa, um, mm -hmm. as a 21-year-old, and I'm excited to hear what you have to talk about today. Yeah. If you want to so. tell us a little bit about you, whatever you want to tell about, normally I would have a little spiel, but since okay. I'm not, I want you to be comfortable with what you deliver and what, how you present yourself, so I'm going to give the control over to you. Okay, so a little bit about me. Um, I'll just start it off. I was born in Florida. I moved because of a really bad hurricane season. That's how I ended up in Asheville, North Carolina. And we've lived here for the past 13 years. And I decided to go back to Florida for college. And it was a great decision. I grew a lot as a person. I learned a lot about myself and I'm an only child. So it was a great thing for me to do to, you know, develop my own personality and to see what characteristics I develop as a young adult. And uh, so now I'm back home for a little bit and I'm enjoying my time. I'm really figuring things out and I, graduate in December. So I'm almost there. We're Ooh, getting there. <laughs> nice. Almost there. Um, yeah. And so I'm in this in-between stage of, you know, going out on my own and seeing where I should end up as a starting career 
atmosphere, whether that be Asheville or I was thinking about a little bit of a bigger city. Um, but we're we're getting into it, and I think dating is a huge influencer. Sometimes girls my age follow the guy they're dating around this time, and that's where they end up. Um, a sister so that of mine. Gives me, that gives me a, a one question that just popped in my head is, yeah. um, what was the major difference that you noticed being in your area, in high school area? Because I know you mm -hmm. did go to early college, and for those of you that mm -hmm. don't know, early college is for, it's a program that when they graduate high school, you actually graduate with an associate's, is that right? Yes, okay. yeah, you take college classes instead of the accelerated classes in high school. So she was mm -hmm. a little ahead of the game there, and um, so what was that like being in that rural area, high school scene, early college scene, and then getting like thrust into a Florida four-year university? Yeah, it was, it was a little tough. I will say that I, I didn't know I was homesick until I left and was at school in Florida for like five months. And it was the craziest, like first year of college ever, because I, I didn't even really know what I was getting myself into. I just kind of did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, growing up in a small town, uh, we have one one stoplight in the whole area. Uh, everybody knows everybody. I can't spend less than an hour in the grocery store because I run into someone. Uh, but That's why I always take my cell phone with me because I can pretend that I'm on the phone <laughs> when I see people I know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those things like it, you are raised in that type of environment. And so I, in college, I kind of became a little bit more shy. Naturally, I'm more of an outgoing person. And being in a town where I know everyone, I am more vibrant, I'm more outgoing, you know, I'll say hi to anybody I see. Right. But it was funny to see how when I am taken out of my small little community, of people and thrown into a giant, you know, 50,000 student campus. It was interesting wow. to see how my dynamic changed that and I, I became intimidated and shy and it was like, you know, baby steps. I had to learn a lot of things. And so you kind of have to just go with, roll with the punches essentially. In all that, you're, <laughs> in dating and you're interested in mm -hmm. playing with boys like we all do yes and yeah what I mean like <laughs> how did that that had to have been super intense it, it is intense and we're in a day and age where we have apps to find people now you know we just link up together over like one message on these apps saying like hey I'm free now let's meet up and it's the strange person that you've never, you know, met on the street. You wouldn't know him from Adam. And we're using these apps, Tinder, Bumble, all these things. And it, it's like we're going out of our way to meet strange people in order to <laughs> conceal that idea of, oh, 
God forbid I'm lonely, you know, God forbid I don't have a guy to talk to. <laughs> well, I mean, it's very common and it's girl or guy, it doesn't matter. We all, yeah. I mean, I've learned that just in doing what I'm doing and that we all want to be seen. We all just want mm -hmm. to be seen in whatever capacity that is. So I kind of say, yeah. it's just like, um, a dog wanting to attention from its owner. If it's not getting proper attention, it's going to leave a big shit in the floor because it, it's yeah. the only way it's going to get somebody, even if it's negative attention. And that's kind of how I look at dating apps. <laughs> you know, you're probably going to meet a basket case and a weirdo, but you're still like, Hey, let's just, let's go all in. I'm lonely. I'm bored. I want somebody to hang out with me. Yes. And so it, it's really funny because one of the things that I've noticed in my generation is not only just coming from a small town, but also coming from this new era of casual relationships, yeah. however that may be. Right. Um, and so I call it the Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner effect. Um, and if you don't know who those two people are, they are... Um, Travis Scott is a famous rapper at the time right now, and Kylie oh, Jenner. Wait, that's is. her baby daddy, right? Yes, okay. and so yes, the baby mama, baby daddy era is in right now, and so why I call it an effect is because for them to be so influential in our internet world, um, you know, Kylie got pregnant, I believe, at 20 years old. And so, yeah, she beat teen pregnancy, but at the same time, she's still so young. And I can't tell you how many classmates of mine also went along that same path of life. They, you know, go with these boyfriends from high school or they were a casual relationship and, you know, it only takes one time. And now they, they have a child together, but they're not married. They're not, you know, some end up being serious, some don't. And so that term baby daddy, baby mama is really what we have right now. And that sort of like label of what these relationships are. And it's not a bad thing, but it's also not something that I would strive for as, you know, someone that wants that. I guess it's called traditional relationship now where you go on cute dates and you get to know each other and it takes like a few months to even like, you know, kiss or whatever. It's like we have cooties all over again. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's just so astonishing to me how we've come into this, you know, generation of we're raising babies while we're babies. So it's very, very scary. So you've got, yeah. you know, teen mom, which I admittedly at 44 still watch. <laughs> and I watch the Kardashians. I have a love hate relationship with the fact that I do, but I, I, it's just, it's fascinating. How can you not, you know, it, and to see somebody like Kylie Jenner doing it, I mean, mm -hmm. got millions of dollars. And so she's got nannies. Mm -hmm. you know, it's just a different, so that's great if you want to be like Kylie Jenner and be 20 and show off your, you know, take adorable baby bump photos. I just noticed recently uh, her, she posted her favorite photo of her and her little bikini matching underwear set with her <laughs> belly. I mean, yeah. it, it, they're, they're romanticizing 
and then the baby's beautiful, obviously. And then, you know, it's like having a real life baby doll. Yeah. But yet Kylie's got millions of dollars. He's got millions of dollars. There's nannies, there's caretakers, there's, and so these, yeah, I agree with you. It is absolutely an effect because teen mom, why I brought that up is more of be responsible. This is what happens. We're showing you the ugly side of being a mom and all the responsibility that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. Kylie's going to win out every time. <laughs> yeah, she can afford it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so it, it also kind of brings me back to being in the um, sorority life at school because I ended up being in a community of guys and girls that also saw that having casual relationships was an okay thing. And I even tried it myself. I tried to put my feelings, my emotions aside and not really care about what other people thought or, you know, what I even thought of myself because the word slut and hoe and all these things that are really shameful, they're not really used in a, um, in a bad manner as much as they used to be. It's kind of like a fun gimmicky word now it's like hey ho like <laughs> one of those things women have and, taken command taken control over the word yes and I think that's a good thing but at the same time we've come into this realization that with that you know taking over of those words and being stronger more independent all these things I I noticed that you know some of my friends are like oh yeah I'm going out with this guy but we're not going out we're just hooking up but it's it's like we're strangers we don't talk before and after but we know each other so well in bed and then like afterwards we don't even like talk about our days we don't ask what our dog's names are like we don't know anything about each other we just and use each care, other right? you know and yeah no care. we don't care we yeah. don't care and uh it, it was so, so I know the last time you and I talked, not to interrupt you, but I know, I know you're short on time too, because she's a busy girl. She's doing a really, <laughs> really cool internship here in Asheville and she's got, she can't be late. So yes. I just want to stay, be a little bit of a guide because you're exactly like me in the way that we both like to talk. <laughs> yes. And I'm trying to hone my interviewing skills. And so anyway, what I wanted to ask you is you, are you okay with talking about your experience with? casual sex and what any particular one night stands you may or may not have had yeah um I it's I have like a f only a few but one prominent one that I can think of is just a mutual friend so I thought it was actually going to work out <laughs> because it was a mutual friend <laughs> and so we met just at dinner with also um, a few friends of mine and his also and we hit it off as far as being from smaller towns and things like that and the way it went about was you know he made the move on me which you know I don't really make the first move I let the guy make the first move and so he made the first move on me and i I also kind of let myself get caught up in the moment because, you know, oh, this really attractive guy is kissing me. Like, whoa, <laughs> that doesn't yeah. happen every day. And, but it was so hurtful by the way it 
was gone about because it was more about him. So he was so into like me pleasuring him and like, you know, finishing him off and like all these things. He was and a so, receiver, not a giver. Yeah. And I'm like, hello, it, have you looked at the calendar? It's 2019. Like <laughs> I need some too. Like, <laughs> so I actually kind of had to tell him and be like, hey, you know, are you going to reciprocate or are you just going to like leave me hanging? Her. Yeah. So, um, but it was so funny to me how I had to actually like ask for it because, you know, hello, it's like if you take one, you have to take the other. So, well, that's but, common sense, but sex is definitely an art form. There's no doubt yeah. about it. If you think back to the very first time, you had sex or the very first time I had sex, whoa, uh, mm -hmm. laughable. I don't know about <laughs> your situation, but mine was, we didn't know what we were doing. You know, no. teenagers, we were very much in love, but we thought, you know, we were young, but it was super awkward and super weird. And I don't know if I really did. I think I just got good at it, like in the last decade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it Once you start understanding what you enjoy it starts getting good <laughs> yeah and then you're ahead of the game too because yeah. you're already at a place where you can ask for what you want and so many people cannot I mean there's people that I've had conversations with that have been married for 20 years and love a certain type of thing in bed and still won't and don't feel comfortable asking their partner for it because they're afraid of the judgment there it's things that people don't talk about so that's part of why I love having this podcast and why I intend in getting on in, into more sexual topics and sex mm -hmm. education because not only is there the health side of sex, but there's the, the deep details about sex that are make sex fascinating and awesome and people don't feel comfortable talking about it. And that's like breaking the stigma of things and seeing you as a healthy, smart, uh, independent college student going into your career life, very smart. I know her on a personal level, you guys. So that's why I know that. <laughs> and still um, can be discombobulated by the sexual scene and by the relationship yeah. relationship world itself, because people are so um, uncomfortable just talking to each other and seeing each other, right? Yeah. Well, I will say coming from a young person that is sexually active, um, I one of the questions that I ask on like the third date, because traditionally the third date is the magic date. And so I, it's still true to this day. So on the third date, I always ask, you know, um, I kind of get a feel for how many partners they've had. So I'll ask them like, Hey, so what was your last relationship like, mm -hmm. you know, and why, why did it go south and why are you here now awesome. you know what what did did and didn't work in your last relationship and then usually I'll throw in there when was the last time you were tested because awesome. it's it's so important these days that you get tested you check everything out and we're also not only in the age of casual relationships baby mama baby daddy but we also have all of these relationships that have a lot of um other I guess people joining in was the word the polyamory yes yeah, yeah we have a little bit of that 
um, going really? on as well. I mean, not it's not super popular, but you will see sometimes on like, you know, I, I see it on Snapchat stories, like the, it's the worldwide story thing where yeah. you can look at other things going on. And they featured this couple where it was this guy and this girl and they've been in this relationship for like five plus years and they just added a girlfriend into the mix because they weren't comfortable in saying they were serious about each other, but they were open to the idea of, you know, bringing someone else into the relationship because they, they think that it strengthens their relationship. So we're coming into a world now where it's, it's not just like him and her or him and him or her and her, you know, we're coming into also a social media world that can be very great. You can see your grandkids and, you know, see like my grandma is on there like posting things about how hot it is in Florida, but also it's another thing where you see all these people that look so happy, but also people that are flaunting themselves. And so you have a mixture of good things because you can like keep in touch with people that you haven't seen in a while, but also no one posts about their failures. They only post about their successes. Right. And me being a single young female, I see all these couples on these social media platforms and they make me want to be in a relationship because they look so happy. They are having anniversary dinners and they look so, you know, good together. And it's like in a month they break up and you wonder why and you're like, oh my gosh. And then it's usually because they, you know, either are they're not as, yeah, they're not as happy as they seem. And, and nobody, I mean, there's, it's very, like, in my particular situation, I've, I'm married, and so I had never been married before, and luck, I mean, luckily, however the universe saw fit to put us together was genius, because he has been terribly um, mistreated in previous relationships and taken for granted, and so had I. So now that we've come together at this later time in our life, in our 40s, it's different. We're able to communicate and it's healthy. It's, but every other relationship I've had prior to that was not, it was dysfunctional. And even though it may have looked good on the outside, there was a lot of turmoil going on. And I really do believe that my relationship with my husband is rare. And, mm -hmm. um, I feel like if people would just stay in their lane, <laughs> focus on what it is that they're doing in their world and accept what they see online for what it is, and know that it is multidimensional um, and quit worrying about what they could have, it, life would be a lot simpler because it is, the grass is always greener on the other side, but it's a lot of time airbrushed. Yeah. And that's another thing is like with the social media aspect, uh, there's a lot of cheating scandals that come about where it's like, oh, why did you like that girl's picture? Do you think she's hotter than I am or all of these other things? Yeah, it, it gets it wow. gets a little intense because, you know, we're coming up to this new era of, you know, do you like that girl because you liked her picture or, you know, why did you zoom in? Now you can zoom in on Instagram and it's like, 
are you trying to look at her boobs or what? Like, <laughs> oh, so there's like, a lot. And yeah. see, I feel like even saying that, I, I remember it being in relationships where I was insecure and jealous. And it yeah. was in a time where there wasn't really a lot of social media. And I remember saying uh, something along the lines of, do you think she's prettier than me? Um, mm -hmm. We all have that moment, right? And so I, even at saying it made me feel insecure. So just letting those words come out of my mouth at that time in my life made me feel bad about myself because I felt weak. I felt, and at the end of the day, I wasn't, again, staying in my lane. I wasn't focusing on who I was and had, to, had what I had to offer the world. I was putting my value, I was basing my value on what other people thought of me. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible, it's, it's so heartbreaking. It's popular, yeah. It happens all the time. And now everybody's got access to each other constantly 24 seven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All you have to do is just slide into those DMs. <laughs> slide into those DMs. So where are you now? Where do you stand now, now that you've had, or are you currently having casual relationships or is that something you have decided isn't for you? Where do you stand there? Yeah. My last casual relationship ended up ghosting me. And it ended up being, it wasn't me, but of course you always think it's you. Of course. Um, but really it was his ex-girlfriend trying to get back with him. And he got so caught up in that, supposedly, air quotes, that he forgot to tell me what was going on. And so, you know, two months later he hits me up and he has this whole speech about how he's so sorry and, you know, he didn't know what to do and all this stuff and you know during those two months that he ghosted me and failed to mention what was happening because we had this whole agreement that I thought was foolproof I I thought that this is great we're just going to keep each other company we're going to you know go to each other's places and you know fool around and then go back to work and not have that commitment of being in a relationship and having to tell each other how each other's day was. And, you know, we, we talked it out and we even told each other, like, you know, when we were tested, clean, oh, cool. all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We had the whole thing planned out and it worked for a little bit. And then of course the ghost thing happened. And so during those two months that I was, left in the dust basically I thought to myself I was like even with me trying to go out of my comfort zone and go into a casual relationship and be something that a guy fantasizes about like oh my gosh I have this girl that doesn't want to have my children and doesn't want to marry me tomorrow it it was so interesting that even then in that moment I still couldn't keep a guy around even with me going out of my comfort zone, trying to, you know, be something that I'm not and go out of my way to do this casual friends with benefits is what they call it relationship. It still didn't work. And well, so it didn't work. I, I noticed that you said I very much pay attention to people's body languages and the things that comes out of their mouth. And you said, I still couldn't make it work. So subconsciously or consciously, you're putting the blame on yourself and <laughs> it's not your fault. It's a hundred percent not your fault. And that's where these relationships can really be uh, terrifying and traumatic 
even though you think, oh, it's casual sex, well, it can be traumatic. It can leave women scarred and men, for that matter, uh, scarred. Because here you are thinking it's something, for sure, it's something you did, when nine times out of, out of 10, it doesn't have anything to do with you. It has everything to do with the fact that here's this guy going through life, and very clearly, he still doesn't know how to communicate, still doesn't know to how, how to ask for what he wants in the bedroom, still selfish, probably still immature. How old is he? Yeah, he just turned 21 in okay, so September, he yeah. It. Let's get real. <laughs> know anything. And he is, you know, yeah. uncomfortable communicating. If you take a married couple that has been together 10, 15, 20 years, and they still can't even talk to each other openly and comfortably, imagine mm -hmm. what two 21-year-olds are going to do. It's a shit show. You know what I mean? And there's these apps now that are designed for one-on-one -on -one use. So the one partner will download the app, the other partner will download the app, and it's a way for them to privately communicate. And there's a game built into it. There's a few of them out now uh, where the, the app will question one of the partners about some sexual situation. So let's say, hey, wouldn't it be awesome to have sex in a hammock down by the creek? And <laughs> It suggests that question to one of the partners. The partners is then that they're one of the partners is able to answer that question with a yeah, that sounds awesome, or no, that sounds terrible. And it reports back to that person. And when they match up, they get like sparklies and fireworks go off in the app. So they know that they've matched up on something, regardless of what it is. I want to watch you masturbate, or I want to, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, and so these apps are designed for people who have been together for extended periods of time that just cannot muster the courage to get in their face and say, hey, what, you want to have sex outside tonight? Or hey, you want to watch me masturbate? Or whatever it is, people cannot mm -hmm. find it in them to let those words come out of their mouth. And I get it. Sex is uncomfortable to talk about. Yeah. It's more uncomfortable when you're new to the world, you're just coming into being an adult, you're 21, you don't have a lot of previous experience. And so, yeah, this is not a fault. It's just a learning experience, right? It's yeah. It's not good or bad. It just is what it is. And you guys have learned from each other. He's clearly, you know, going through his own situation. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you have to be strong enough and know that that's not your fault it just yeah. it just is what it is honestly because we've all been there yeah it, it's just funny how you default and during oh, yeah. those two months you think that it's you and oh, it ends up being that yeah it's like the cruelest thing you can do to a person is to i've been ghosted it's the cruelest thing you can do to somebody is leave them without an explanation yeah so where do you stand now is the, is he it for now or uh so after that situation I promised myself that I, this, I, I don't know where I came up with this motto, but I think it is a defense mechanism for myself and I'll probably change it later. But every guy as of now is taken unless proven otherwise. So unless he makes the first move, unless he, you know, shows to me that he's interested in getting to know me, then he's taken. I'm going to assume he's in a happy relationship. I'm going to assume that he is great where he's at in life because I, you know, these relationships that I have put myself out there and have taken the initiative so far, they haven't gone great. So, so I am single. 
I am enjoying my time being back home in Asheville, North Carolina. I am working on deciding where I want to live uh, after my internship and after I graduate in December. And I'm trying to decide where I want to be personally. And I am really just in the midst of being in this in-between stage in life of, you You're know. You're not trying to rush it. Yeah, yeah. And so I also kind of promised myself no guys until 2020 mm. <laughs> because I just, I just need a break. I just need some time to like sit back and relax. Um, and 2020 is a, it's an omen. It's, you know, double digits. So it, it it's lucky. I, I feel like, so I'm going to, I'm going to wait a little bit, but, um, yeah, I think I, it's good. I think the world needs more role models like you, less glitz, less glamour. I'm hoping that we're moving into a time where people are getting a little bit burnout on the hair extensions, the fake lashes, the lip injections, the, and I'm not judging anybody who does that. We all have to do our own thing and I get that. But I think real and raw is coming into fashion and yeah. having people like you that are 21 is 20, 21 years old, they're successful, they're independent, but all the while still struggling with all the real life shit, which is insecurities and body image issues and all of those things that go along with being a human being. We all have them. I still have them. You know, yeah. I'm 44 and very established in who I am. And I still have those moments where I feel like, what's the point, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think if we have leaders that are like you that can educate people on the Kylie Jenner, Travis Scott effect and how it's okay to just kind of take some time to be you and hang out with your friends and travel and eat food and not have to be with a boy, you know, I mean, sex yeah. shops are online. They're a big industry. You can buy vibrators and dildos and men are, or partners in general are not needed if you don't want them. <laughs> yeah. All the awesome orgasms you want without having a human being anywhere near you. Exactly. So, I mean, and that's something I would love to have in the future is have you be on again mm -hmm. and let's watch the transformation of your life and where you are and the new things that are happening because I know that I do have some listeners that are in their 20s and I think it would benefit them to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I definitely want to do some more episodes with you, Harmony, um, not only because I love you in person, but I also love talking to you. And I do believe that I have tidbits of wisdom that I can pass along to a fellow young or older person that, you know, is interested and has things that they're curious about. Um, I have a little bit more tricks up my sleeve. So if we can get together again, I'd love to. I, I, I work I work a lot with this internship, but I would love to sit down again soon. So yeah, let's definitely, <laughs> definitely do this. I appreciate you so much being on my show. It means the You're world welcome. to me. Your <laughs> candidness means the world to me. We will schedule you to be on again soon. Thank you so much for being with Harmony's War Cry. I love it. Have a good You're day. You're welcome. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.